Oh, it's Friday. It's March Madness. I'm feeling good this morning. We've got Biho, we've got Leo, and we've got another edition of Cutting Nets for you today. Fellas, just 44 games on the college basketball slate today. Only 44 games for us to, to dive on into. The games begin at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. The last game tonight tips off at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. Literally, literally midnight. There will be a game tipping off tonight. Beho, 20 of the top 25 teams are in action. And your team is in play today. How you feeling on this Friday? I'm feeling good, Leo. You need to go out and come back in. You're echoing again. It's okay. It's okay. We'll, we'll get it taken okay. care of. Yeah, I'll yeah. talk while he's doing that because, yeah, he, he echoes and he has to leave and come back. So, uh, dude, I'm feeling great, man. Like, I got to be honest with you, and, and Leo knows this, and and I was kind of hoping he'd pop right back in so I could say it. Yesterday almost broke my spirit, Gino. Like, I, it broke my heart. Like, I took some really bad beats early on, and – sat out really much the rest of the day and watched those games. And finally I was like, you know what? Mama didn't raise no quitter time to reload. So I, I refunded the account. I'm ready to go today. I love this slate today. I think there's money to be just handed out to everybody. You know, it's crazy. Let's do it. Let's do Let's it. Do it. Leo, let's do it. Uh, before we jump into anything, we want to let everybody know you're looking at a, a website across the bottom of the screen, oldsmokeclothing.com slash BTV. You want to go check out the uh, Old Smoke Clothing collection, the BTV collection there. Uh, that's the website there. I know Old Smoke very well. I've worked with them uh, for a few years. Incredible quality clothing. And they named their company Old Smoke. If you ever want to have some fun, go type in the name John Morrissey and you will find some crazy stories about this guy. He created Saratoga Racetrack. He was like a bare knuckle boxer. This guy like taught himself how to read, basically learned like how to become an adult. He was in and out of fights all over. He was a boxing champ. He was involved in like gambling, underworld stuff, some seedy, seedy stuff. Just a really cool character, Old Smoke. John Morrissey, check out the BTV collection over there at oldsmokeclothing.com. Okay, fellas, uh, let's let's get into it. Leo, thank you for jumping in with us this morning, buddy. Always great to have you hanging out with us here as we will dive into the six major conferences and their tournaments that are happening. We've got the Big Ten. They have eight teams left in their current conference tournament. The ACC is down to four. The Big East is down to four. The Big 12 is down to four. The SEC, they've got eight teams left in the Pac-12. They are down to four. So we know the Big 10 and the SEC, they will conclude their conference tournaments on Sunday. The other major conferences will conclude on Saturday evening. So this is a fun night, Leo. I can remember growing up. For me, Today, I always get reminded of the Big East tournament in particular. Some of those games at, at Madison Square Garden that you you know you'd see through the years. You think of like Syracuse or UConn and Villanova, Georgetown, and so th this weekend is always fun because next weekend's great for the you know one and done NCAA tournament. But I think this weekend is always like a sneaky, sneaky weekend. 
Oh, it's phenomenal. Honestly, I kind of like this week more than I like next week just because it's literally all week. Next yeah. week, March Madness is more of like a round one type thing. It's a Thursday, Friday type thing. And then Saturday, Sunday, like you kind of have some spots where it's just one game. No, this week. It's kind of like Christmas game. too, right? Because like after that first day, you get this like sad feeling where you're like, oh. Yeah, your bracket's toast. If the first two days are over, now I have to wait a whole full year for another full bracket, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, like Ohio State last year when Ohio State lost and everybody's just like, well, what the <laughs> fuck do I do the rest of this tournament? This is terrible. <laughs> Biho, you are fired up. You are ready to rock today, my friend. So let's start over in the Big Ten today. Um, we have four Big Ten quarterfinal matchups today. We kick off early in the morning with Illinois against Indiana. Illinois was about a five-point favorite or so when this thing opened up, over under 136.5. Do you have any opinion on the Illinois-Indiana game? Illinois was the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually locked this in when it opened up yesterday at minus four for Illinois. I'm going to take Illinois here. I'm going to lay the points. Indiana is going to get a huge dose of Cockburn today, and it is just going to be something else. Now, I will, I will give Indiana credit. They played great yesterday. I didn't think they had that in them. Um, but again, I think uh, you know, Kofi, Kofi Coburn, I know is his name, but I refer to him as Cockburn for those who are listening for the first sure. time because I took phonics and that's what phonics tells me his name is. And so, uh, it looks like body, yeah, it's cock and it's burn, it's Cockburn. And, uh, you know, don't be ashamed of that. He should embrace it like Anthony Davis embraced the unibrow. He yep. should just embrace Cockburn and do it. He's going to dominate today, honestly. I'm hoping some player props come out on him because I think he is going to have an absolute monster of a game today. Uh, Leo, while you're looking at this line, any uh, any plays in here, or who do you think uh, gets out of this one and moves along to the semis? I couldn't agree more. This game is going to be a massacre. The burned cock is going to assert his dominance today. This game, I mean, how in the world is Indiana going to defend them? The one time they played earlier this year, Illinois dismantled them in Indiana. Okay, this game is not going to be close. Yesterday's game was not about how Indiana came back. It was more about how Michigan just completely wet themselves. Uh, this game is going to be a massacre. I expect Illinois to win this one by double digits. Dude, speaking of that real quick, and Gino, I want your take on this too. Yes, I, sir. If you watch that game, like I, I called Leo and went on a like a 10-minute rant just screaming the last four or five minutes of that game. The Michigan-Indiana game? Yeah, because I watched – a coach who gets way too much respect for being a coach, Jawan Howard, watch his team got basically on the wrong end of a 24 to six run where was they it didn't 12 make a, minutes. They, they went almost 12 minutes. It was like without 11 a field goal. And change without, without a field goal. And he did no coaching. Nothing. They didn't no do adjustments. anything different. It, it's an abomination. It's a joke. Jawan Howard is not a good coach. I don't care what anybody tells me. He blew that game. That's unacceptable. I got to tell you guys, too, I had uh, Michigan on the money line that game, and it was well worth losing that bet in order to hear the rant that Beho went on. It made my entire day. I mean, I threw Jawan out of the Howard family. He's out. He's a disgrace <laughs> to the Howard name. I you love know. how we turned into our each other's like little support group yesterday too. Yeah, like every two minutes we're calling each other. Do you fucking see this shit? What the hell happened? Jesus now, Christ! 
and what's what's sort of strange about that is you know one normally if you're like a fiery like if you have some obvious flaws as a coach it's because you're like a really good tactician and yesterday was just weak all around for someone who had been suspended for like behavioral issues it's like come on if you're not behaving and you're not a great tactician like what are we what are we bringing to the table here and two for michigan i I know it doesn't always just work that way but wow michigan was a team that was like right on the cusp as a bubble team and if you're in the committee and that is one of the last things that you remember about them doesn't that leave a bad taste in your mouth the way they lost that game like that's just a bad last memory to have if you're Michigan for a season that's been really disappointing. Like if you think back on this, this team, how highly projected they were at the beginning of the year and then the incident with Howard and then how they ended probably ended their season yesterday, just (laughs) disappointing from top to bottom. We move to the second of four games today in the big 10. We've got Iowa against Rutgers, Iowa. They're just breaking records yesterday. That was unbelievable. Incredible. Now, what's scary about that, Biho, is they're a seven-point favorite today against Rutgers. Over-under in this game is 144 and a half. It's funny. uh, They're the higher seed. They're the five. Rutgers was actually the four. Doesn't matter that much or anything like this. But I'm always a little bit um, hesitant to play a team when they're that hot the next day because you wonder can they continue to shoot that well or score at that clip or behold you sort of go the opposite and go this team is feeling it right now that game was yesterday it's not like they got to wait a week they might still be hot and still have good energy from that game what do you think about Iowa here against Rutgers so uh you know one scary thing people don't talk about with Iowa too is CJ Frederick who's arguably the best shooter that they had last year is uh, on Kentucky's roster this year. He, he's been injured, so I don't even know if he could have played for Iowa this year either. But, like, could you imagine him on that team the way they shot yesterday? Unbelievable. So, uh, you know, I talked about it yesterday. Teams that get a game in uh, before another team plays, I really like. I played that, you know, I, to- I told everybody about Syracuse, right? They don't need Buddy Behan. They've got a game under. They were seeing. They had their sights dialed in. Yep. Look what happened. They yep. were right in the game the whole time. They covered. Um, I know that's typically getting points, but I was laying seven here or six and a half is what I, I have of that. And uh, I, I love the Hawkeyes here, man. I don't – I can't imagine them shooting as well as they did yesterday, but I don't think they need to. No. And Rutgers is kind of one of those teams. It's like they've beaten some really good teams. They've lost some games they probably shouldn't have. Um, I was playing really good at the right time. I like Iowa here. Leo, what do you think about this game? Iowa Rutgers. Okay. We need to not overthink this one. 144 and a half points. Do you guys know what the score was the last time these two played? They didn't even hit 100 points. It was 48, 46. Rutgers is going to slow this thing down. You need 50 more points in this game to cover. I'm and it's probably a big overreaction from, from yesterday. Absolutely. I'm all over the under. And if I got to pick a side, I'm probably leaning toward taking the points toward Rutgers because I think they're going to slow this one down. Honestly, expect this one to be 65, 60 in that range. I think Iowa gets through, but I'm happy to take the under. I think it's going to fly under and I'm happy to take the points with Rutgers too. 
Let's get to game well, three. Hang today. on. Well, I thought what? you were going to say something about the game too, Gino. But uh, one, one thing you brought up, Leo, there is, you know, Rutgers slowing it down. And, and I agree. That's what they're going to try to do. Sometimes these teams that like to slow it down, though, the first game, they kind of get in the moment early and they, they're they excited. And they get, get caught up in it a little too fast. And that's what I'm worried about with Rutgers here. Are they good enough to snap back into that and really slow it down and, and, and play the defense they need to win this game? They are one of the more fascinating teams uh, in uh, right now because they have they some are. really great wins, but some really bad losses. And their ceiling is really high, but their floor is really, really low. So you just don't know which day you're going to catch this Rutgers team on. Um, they kind of remind you a little bit of the Michigan team we were talking about where they can beat anyone and they're really talented, but they can throw some clunkers in here too. Let's get to Wisconsin-Michigan State. This game was about a two-point game. Wisconsin, your favorite here, over under 138. So uh, we'll start with you, Leo. Wisconsin-Michigan State, any play in this one? I'm leaning toward Wisconsin here. I'm just – I know people talk about Michigan State, and it's like, oh, it's that time of year for uh, for Tom Izzo. And I get it, and there's some, like, there's some truth to that, but in reality – this Michigan State team is just missing something. Yeah. Wisconsin, I think, is very overrated. I mean, I did a podcast with Jeff Nadu who said if they win the Big Ten tournament, you can make a case for them to be a number one seed. I think that's a bit much. In reality, I think they're more of like a four seed, or they should be a four seed, I should say. Johnny Davis is the real deal. I think Johnny Davis eventually comes out and just – he's the difference maker here. So I lean toward Wisconsin, but I probably won't bet this game. Beho, uh, Wisconsin-Michigan State. Yeah, I think Leo nailed it right on the head. I think this line is what it is solely because it's tournament time and it's Michigan State and Tom Izzo. I think people are putting way too much into that who probably haven't watched a lot of Michigan State this year. You know, again, this is the time of year we start getting those people that come in and they're playing these games and they're looking at names. They haven't watched a lot of games. Yeah, the teams they know. Not, this is not a good Michigan State team. This is not the normal Michigan State team. I think Wisconsin laying two and a half is an absolute gift today. When you get a gift, take it. So I'm taking the Badgers as much as I hate their style of play and hate everything about what they did to us in 2015. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to take Wisconsin today, lay the two and a half. Yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you, Leo, in that I don't like Wisconsin all that much kind of moving forward, maybe on the national scale come tournament time, but I think they're a lot better than Michigan State. I do yep, think yep. this line should probably be a few points higher, so I would lean on the Wisconsin side. It's kind of ticking up to three now. I wouldn't want to lay – like I thought it should be probably like five, five or six. You know, so you just see a couple points that feels like, eh, maybe like Biho was saying, maybe you get that built in because of the Izzo reputation there. Um, not for me, not quite this year. I'm going to make Michigan State prove it. Let's get to the final of four today in the Big Ten. We've got Purdue minus eight against Penn State. Penn State, who upset Ohio State to get here uh, over under in this game around 137. Biho, Purdue. Penn State, Purdue, who was the three seed in this tournament, Penn State, they came in as the 11. They've had to win a few games. They had to beat Minnesota. Then they had to beat Ohio State. So they're playing on their third consecutive day now. Yeah, and and that's probably going to wear on them a little bit. Look, I, I'm not a Purdue guy. I think this Purdue team is highly overrated in spots in the Big Ten. I think they look a lot better than they truly are. I'm not sold on them. I don't trust them. 
I'm not in love with Penn State enough to take the points. I'm actually going to pass on this game. Leo, any uh, thoughts on this one? It's a tough one for me. This is kind of one of those games I have circled for as a live bet, just hoping yeah. that Penn State comes out early. You know, they hit yeah. him with like a 10-4 run after four minutes or something like that, and yeah. then you get the live bet Purdue. Uh, I'm looking to live bet Purdue here. I'm not going to lay the points early. I think gun to my head, I do lean Purdue because, I mean – Penn State is going to wear down in that second half. Um, also, yeah, and it's creeping close, up now too. It's already up. It's already up to like 10, 10 and a half um, yeah. for Purdue now. So that's even even getting higher. Yeah. So I mean, this is one I'm looking to bet at halftime, but not uh, not pregame. Yeah. Um, no real strong opinion here for me on this one. Like I said, once you get to that third day for teams that are a little bit undermanned or just a little bit, um, you know, they they lack a little of the talent. I think they're probably going to be in a tough spot. So Purdue probably gets through here, but no real opinion and no real play for me. That is today in the Big Ten. So the final eight will be four in the Big Ten conference as of tomorrow. Let's move on over, fellas, and let's talk some ACC. So we're down to four teams now in the ACC. Biho, got to give a shout-out to – to Syracuse. I mean, they put up a good fight yesterday. They really yeah. did. You know, they're well coached and they sort they just do like they don't make a whole lot of mistakes. They don't shoot themselves in the foot and they hit threes and they, you know, they had a, they had a good game plan yesterday. Just Duke has a little bit too much talent was able to wear them down. So Duke is a 9-point favorite in this game over under 150. Duke will be playing a Miami team that was just able to get by BC. Leo, um, Miami, Duke. Um, so this is a rematch. Miami beat Duke earlier in the year, Biho. Yes, at uh, Cameron uh, yep. as well. So um, again, the BC thing, It was. It, I think I called that almost perfectly. I said yesterday that it's the third game in three days that's the one that worries me. Had it just yep. been one, I think they pull that game out. I would have taken them. But because it was three, I told you I'm going to get in on the second half. If it's close in the first, it was. BC held around much longer than I thought they would. And and Miami kind of played a little bit of a clunker. Um, maybe they were looking ahead to Duke. Maybe they thought they could just walk over Boston College. Eight and a half points is a lot. Yeah. And I'm taking the Canes, and I'm yeah, taking those points. Too. I'm on Miami's side here too. It feels like, just from um from like an athletic standpoint, Miami has players that can compete athletically with Duke. They don't get yeah. run out of the building by them, right? So I think that's why in this game, I I'm gonna lean Miami. I just haven't been all that high on Duke. Think about their recent games. You know, they got well, beat up. It's not that good. No, they're not. They're not. They have a couple big wins early in the year, and I think people still think they are that good. They went through a very weak conference this year. Leo, this was one of the weakest I can remember the ACC ever being. Before I get started on this game, I want to give a shout-out to BC, give a shout-out to my Eagles. Those boys played their asses off. That was the most fun I have had in a conference tournament since back when Jared Dudley was playing. So thanks, fellas. Shout-out to Duds, Laker legend, baby. Love Jared Dudley. Absolutely stud. Him and Sean Marshall – I love Sean Marshall, the player nobody ever knew about. Love that fucking dude. But uh, Miami is not good. Miami is not that good. I mean, you watch that game against BC, and they just – I don't know what happened. You guys talk about Miami playing a clunker. I think Duke played a clunker yesterday. Absolutely. 
I think Duke got got the bad game out of their system. They kind of woke up in those final few minutes, and now I think they're going to relax. They're like, okay, we got the North Carolina game out of our system. Now we have a revenge spot against Miami because Miami did beat them in Cameron Indoor earlier this season. I think Duke's focused. Duke's ready to go. I think Duke is going to run them out of the building and cover this one. I mean, and and I hear what you're saying there, Leo, but, you know, Duke's clunker, that's two in a row now for Duke throwing yeah, clunkers. They, like, one. they got it out of their system. Now they can relax I, I, a little bit. No, and, and I get that, and Miami won their clunker as well. My, my thing is, after what happened against North Carolina in Coach K's last game in Cameron, I expected them to come out and make a statement. Me too. And they didn't make that statement. I, I don't know if that's Not for me. That. And so, yeah, maybe it might not be in this group to be that kind to just overwhelm you and blow you out that way. Maybe they will. We'll find out a little today. We uh, are split a bit on Duke-Miami. Let's get to the final of the two semis today in the ACC, North Carolina versus Virginia. North Carolina, what a two, two-and-a-half-point-ish favorite in here over under this game is 140-and-a-half right now on Nitro betting. And Beho, I... I think North Carolina is kind of going to fall under that category that you were talking about with Michigan State. And, like, I don't think they're that good. And I think in the tournament next next week, North Carolina, they're probably in because they won yesterday and unless they get blown out today. They may be a team that people sort of think is good. Now, I don't know if that's going to impact them in this ACC, right? The ACC is weak. They still might be able to win this game and beat whoever they play tomorrow. And I don't think that means they're that good anyway. So I'm probably going to be fading whoever comes out of this tournament and some of the teams that come out of this conference that I don't think are that great. Do you have any opinion on this North Carolina-Virginia game? Yeah, man. Um, I think North Carolina is on a bit of a roll right now. They're playing better. They are. They're, they are. They're really playing better. And and look, as bad as they've been, what are they? Like 26-8? and eight? I, I mean, it's not like they have double digit losses or anything crazy like that. They've had some bad losses. I mean, Kentucky beat them by 30, you know? So, but they, and at that time they had every reason to just dial it in, you know, and say, we're done. They fought back, you know, again, the ACC's down. That's helped them keep the record they've got. But again, this Virginia tech team at the end of the day, they're just not as athletic as North Carolina. And 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 Bayock or Baycott, I, I love that guy down low. I, I think North Carolina rolls today. I locked that one in at minus two. I see it's minus two and a half there. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, I'd expect that thing to get up to three, three and a half before tip. They rolled through Virginia yesterday. They're going to try to take care of Tech. I mean, today. they absolutely crushed Virginia yesterday. And and that was a really bad matchup just for the way that those two teams play, right? Virginia, you always think of the opposite defense slow down, and this North Carolina team is a very run, lighted run, up run, run, run. Op- yes. offensively gifted team. So when they're playing well, their ceiling is high. But, I, Bijo, I agree with what you're saying. I, I still think that they're in the ACC, the top, of the talent. They're still the cream of the crop here. I just don't know if any of these ACTC teams, when they go out next week, how well they're going to be able to compete. But here in this oh, spot, I'll fade the hell out of them. Yeah. In this spot, I actually like North Carolina and I, I picked North Carolina to win this conference tournament in our little, uh, BTV giveaway, Leo, North Carolina, Virginia tech. I'm actually looking at the over here. You can find the over at 140 and a half right there. Um, 
the reason that I like the over is because you have North Carolina who plays more up pace. They're averaging 78 points per game. You have Virginia that's averaging 71. I think the reason why you see such a low number is because the last time they played it was 65-57, but both teams shot uncharacteristically poor from deep. I mean, you had North Carolina that only hit 8 out of 22, and then Virginia Tech shot 5 out of 26. This Virginia Tech team is not that bad shooting the ball, especially when that goofy kid starts hitting threes. When that kid gets hot, he can light it up real quick like we saw the other night against Clemson uh but the other kind of lean I have in this game is we always talk about whether or not we're going to bet like teams or we're going to bet spots I feel like this is a really good spot to possibly take Virginia Tech because this is the time of year when you have a bunch of five dollar Joes that are going to come in they're going to see North Carolina they know what happened in that final game for Coach K people think North Carolina is better than they are and like what Biho said this line is going to jump up a little bit probably get up to three and a half four points in that range if it gets up to there I'm probably just going to fade the public and go with Virginia Tech on the money line too it makes, I mean, that, I got you. Gino? Gino, we can't hear you, buddy. We can't hear you, Gino. There we go. It's almost like I've never uh, done one of these shows before, right? I was going to say, it's like <laughs> you know, only do like 50 of them a day or like I'm sitting here talking to myself. I remember my first beer. Let's uh, let's you know. Well, let's move along to uh, to the Big East here. Like I said, this one is the one to me when I think conference tournaments, and I think of this weekend and these Friday Saturday nights. You think of some of those overtime games, those Madison Square Garden places rocking here. So we got the Big East. They are down to four teams in the Big East: Leo, Providence, and Creighton in the first of their semifinal matchups. Uh, Providence is a three and a half point favorite in this game. Over under right now is about 130 and a half here. So Providence, they were the one seed, but you know, it's a little sneaky. We were talking about how because Providence had three games this year that got canceled, and all three of those games were games that would have been against teams that are gonna make the NCAA tournament. Two of them would have been on the road. So they had three tough games get removed from their schedule, which made it a little bit easier for them to get through that conference, um, you know, without a whole lot of blemishes on their record. I don't, I don't know if I have a really strong opinion on this particular game. I'm not really all that high on Providence, you know, moving forward. Um, do you have a play here, Providence Creighton? I mean, yeah, even their coach said it yesterday. Ed Cooley after the game goes, yeah, we got real lucky there. Not the first time, bro. You guys have been pulling games out of your ass all freaking year. Okay, I've had enough of this. And another thing, I've had enough of little Jared Bynum because every time I either bet for or against this kid, he fucking lights it up. I've had enough of his shit. (laughs) Nate Watson is a stud. But, I mean, I've had enough of this goddamn Providence team, specifically that kid Bynum. I am taking Creighton out of pure spite here. Spite. I don't think we yeah. take returns out of spite. Do you? Yep. Do we take returns out of? Sp- Leo, do you know Seinfeld or is that? No, is that? Are no. you a Seinfeld? No. I just. I had. I think he. I didn't think he had any clue what I was talking about there, which was nope. great. Yeah. No shot. So, Beho, how about you here? Uh, Providence <laughs> and Creighton. Yeah, I mean, you've heard me say it for weeks. They're the luckiest team in America. They are. They've been pulling rabbits out of their ass all year. They've got. You know, even the canceled games you talked about, like it's just everything is felt for them. But you know what? At the end of the day, they can only do and play what what they're asked to do, right? Yeah. And they've been outstanding and won a lot of games this year. Outstanding. I mean, 
Outstanding. Did you watch the game yesterday? If the all right, so that game yesterday, Leo, yesterday, I don't base a, a team's here, resume on resume one game. They'll get on on the weekend review. Okay, I've had enough of these fucking officials. You had that game yesterday <laughs> where they called everything in the first half. You had seven players with two fouls and two more with three fouls. Okay, that's nine players who are in foul trouble in the first half. Then down the stretch, you're allowed to mug whoever you want. There's no foul called to the point where Butler was literally trying to foul little Jared Bynum, that little pain in the ass, and they don't call anything. They tried to tabletop him, no call. They raked his arm, no call. And then he just throws it up the floor because everybody's literally on top of Bynum. So then they run away with the ball. The officiating can go suck one. I have had enough of them this week. Yesterday was a bad day. From top to bottom, too, for officials just overall. It was not a great day. Oh, well, I'm going cre- I'm, I'm to credit the SEC officials here in a minute. but uh, Okay, okay. I, I don't care. Uh, Leo, Providence is 25-4. and four. Bad teams don't go 25-4, and four, okay? Providence I don't sucks. care who it is. You, At you, the end of the day. Yeah, that they're not that good, that they've been pulling games out of their ass at all. Oh, they're playing outstanding. What, the, what are you talking about? I didn't okay, say we'll they'd see. be playing bad. I'm taking Providence, and I'm laying the points because they are the luckiest team. And you know what? They're pretty damn good, too. So I'm good. taking I'm it. even more confident now. They're locked head to head because Mush took them. We got Spite versus points here in uh, Providence versus Creighton. Let's get to Villanova versus UConn. Now, this game has moved in the UConn direction because it's opened up last night at Villanova minus four, and now it's down to around two here. These are two of the teams that you think about. And uh, they both have had really solid years. Both of these teams are tournament teams. They had a fun game a few weeks ago where these two teams were back and forth and back and forth. Leo, Villanova, UConn in a game that is now down to two. Yeah, UConn can go suck one while we're at it, too. I, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know what people are seeing in this UConn team. Like, I get it. They're a cute little team. But we heard the same last year. Remember last year everybody's talking about them as a dark horse to win it, and then Maryland comes out and curb stomps them? We're starting to hear the same stuff. Like, they're okay. They're halfway decent, all right? They're not making a run in the tournament. They're not all that good. I know that they beat Villanova, but do we remember the things that needed to happen for them to beat Villanova last time? That stuff's not going to happen again. I'm smashing Villanova. I think Villanova is going to run them out of the building tonight. Villanova for Leo. How about for you, Biho? Yeah, I agree with Leo here. Um, Villanova's the play. You know, I got them on the future ticket to win the conference tournament. I think surviving what they did yesterday, that was their little blip, uh, you know, being down so much. They fought back. They won that game. And, and, you know, talk about UConn. Leo was talking about being the dark horse. And, They've kind of always had that moniker if they're any good after Kimball Walker led that eight or nine seed UConn to the title. Yeah. But this team doesn't have Kimball Walker, you know, yeah. like no, that was oh, one by of those. The way, that was like 15 years, years ago. It wasn't that long ago, but and they beat Kentucky in the finals, which really stung. But uh and I think know. it's a thing where we get the bit because you think about them. You think about them in the Big East tournament too, right? Because they've had some of those runs and you get sort of excited. It's another one of these teams that we're talking about this time of year that in the back of your head, you associate with being like a really good team and maybe you're not. So that's something that if you haven't been watching college basketball all throughout the year, make sure you really dive into 
who these teams are, what they've done, what their resume looks like, what their roster looks like on the game you're watching, if there are any players missing, not the name on the front, right? That's that's not what we're worried about right now. Not the Dukes, the North Carolinas, uh, even situations like this with uh, maybe like a UConn team. Because win or lose this game, this is just another one that feels like, I think it should probably be Villanova minus five, four or five. Yeah. You know, like we're down at two. If if UConn wins, great, but it just feels like it's a little bit shorter than it should be. So that's yep. the Big East. Couple of semifinal games tonight. They are at uh, 6.30 Eastern time and at 9 Eastern time. Let's get over to the Big 12, fellas. We have uh, six conferences that we're going to discuss today. We are now uh, on the fourth of those six. So on the back half there. I want to thank everyone for hanging out with us on Cutting Nets. Don't forget, we'll be back here with you tomorrow morning. That's our normal Saturday show, and we'll get you all set up for the Saturday slate. And then Sunday, we'll preview not not the largest slate on Sunday, just a couple of conference championship games. We'll also have a reaction Sunday after the brackets are, are, are completed. But that'll just sort of be like a immediate reaction. Then we have to have everybody take a day or so to go fill out their brackets, to go do their research, to go dive into any, everything. We'll come back later in the week with the full bracket breakdown. And then we'll be back next week. The first four days of the NCAA tournament every morning, that first Thursday and Friday, 16 games all day long, just one after the next, after the next win or go home. That's going to be the next week and a half or so. But and don't forget, everybody, you can check all this stuff out on the Better Than Vegas podcast. And we even have some exclusive stuff coming up on the Better Than Vegas podcast. Leo, tell us about the uh, the, the thing you did with Jeff. Yeah, so I was doing some stuff with Jeff Nadu. We went over all the stuff over conference tournament week. Uh, to nobody's surprise, Jeff Nadu's picks have been very, very good. Uh, I had a couple bad ones here or there, but that's okay. You guys are just showing up for Jeff. We get it. Uh, we are going to do another show on Selection Sunday where it's going to be immediate reaction. So you will have two different shows, different perspectives to break everything down. You will have the Cut and Nets group that will come together, talk about what's going on Selection Sunday, and then myself and Jeff Nadu will go over everything. Everything will be uploaded on the BTV podcast. So, you know, when you're sitting there on Monday and pretending to work, whenever your boss, like, doesn't come around, you plug it in, and then there you go. You're listening to it. You get all your information in one spot. Beautiful. We're going to give you – that's just great. Whatever level of handicapper or gambler you are, there's probably going to be someone here that you kind of feel like you can relate to. Oh, you know what? That's a lot of how I look at the the games, or that's how I handicap, or, oh, I like that information there. Maybe they're a little bit more hardcore, and they kind of fit to what you're talking about. Maybe they're a little bit uh, le- like less serious about the way they play. We've got people for uh, all levels of gamblers here at Better Than Vegas. so we're always going to want to have fun. You know what? Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we have the big – Capper versus Capper tournament. We are going to find out who the best in college I basketball is. about that. The nice. tournament is officially filled, folks. No Hell more yeah. entries. The bracket will be released at some point next week. We may even have a little live show to kind of announce everything. Awesome. I'm up for it. Um, you know, we all know I'm taking it down. It's okay. I know. I'm going to win it. Biho's going to aim for second and probably get knocked out that's in like, the first round. That's like an unofficial anniversary for me because that was like one of the first things I did for BTV. You guys, I wasn't even, I think, a part of it. Somebody uh, backed out last minute and they called in the audible. Somebody had to call in the righty from the bullpen. Yeah, it's, in- it's, a, it's actually funny you mentioned that, Gino. I remember it very well. I received a phone call the day before from one yeah. of the United Skukakis. And he's yeah. like, hey, man, uh, can you do this? And I was like, I don't really want to. And he's like, ah, come on, man, let's do it. And I said, okay. <laughs> and, look- and he goes, hey. 
uh, you think Gino would get in? I was like, well, I've got his number. I'll text him up and see. Beautiful. So in a year later, here we are. I know. We're a big happy family. I was taken back by a southern accent. I wasn't ready for it. I was like, what the fuck is this? I feel like we should hug. Should like a group hug for that? That was like, hey, guys, let's bring it in here. That's been like a good year. Okay, awesome. Let's get to the Big 12 now. As uh, the Big 12 today has four teams that remain. So two semifinals for them. We had uh, probably the biggest upset that we've seen in any of the uh, conference tournaments so far where Baylor went down yesterday to Oklahoma. Shout out to our guy, Eric. He was all over that one. He played Oklahoma money line. He played Oklahoma on the points. And I think he's got a, a Oklahoma future to win this conference tournament too. So good luck to Eric. He'll be joining us again tomorrow morning for cutting nets. Leo, let's talk about uh, the first of these two games. We've got Kansas versus TCU. Now, it's not Kansas is in a pretty good spot now without Baylor here because if Kansas is able to win this conference tournament, they probably put themselves right back in line for a number one seed, even if they may not like Beho and I were talking about. Maybe they're not quite that good, but it's perception. And if they win this, which is thought to be one of the tougher conferences, I, I'd imagine they're probably going to be on that one line. Man, I, I. I keep going back and forth in this one because I feel like I should bet Kansas in this game. Kansas is head and shoulders talent-wise above TCU. But you also can't ignore what TCU did a couple weeks ago where they beat Kansas at home and then everybody expected them to get curb stomped in that next game. They were in it to the very end. They only end up losing by four points. I feel like the smart money should be on Kansas, but I kind of want to take the points with TCU because of that I'm probably just going to skip this one. Beho, did you have a, a play in this game? Shockingly, Gino, I've got plays in both in big the 12 Big games 12 today. games. Look at that. No Big 12 ban today for Beho. Look, Kansas is the best team in this tournament. We we've talked about that. You don't you don't bet against Bill Self, even though I did actually. I, I took a future on somebody else. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kansas minus eight today, all day long. They roll. Okay, Beho will have to have a, a beer bet. I did lock in last night. TCU, um, TCU and uh, plus eight and a half. Now, I don't know if TC wins this game. I do think Kansas is the best, but I was my like major handicap was sort of getting to what Leo was getting at. I like, especially in these conference tournaments, I like when teams have played each other a bunch recently and I take the underdog. When there's a lot of familiarity, these teams are now going to have played each other like three times in the last two weeks. They played on March the 1st, March the 3rd, and then today. So in 11 days, three times. And in all three of those games, TCU was pretty competitive. So at least they know, you know what you're going to get, right? You're not going to go out there. It's not going to be a surprise for TCU. Um, I don't think they're good enough. I do think Kansas will overwhelm them, but I think they can keep this thing within double digits. So that's why I lean TCU. And it goes against my play of a team who hasn't played against a team who has played. I mean, it's very, very likely that TCU comes out and fights like hell. We'll get a a beer bet straight up. Me and Kyle on our basketball shows now, we're doing joint bets. So (laughs) we're we're out here on the West Coast, right? So it's legal. We're all good to go. You know, we're we're good to go. So we'll do some beer bets here. Um, Leo... uh, Texas Tech, Oklahoma in the second of the semifinals. Texas Tech, seven-ish or so. That was where it opened up last night. It was around 126 and a half. Right now we're looking at, uh, yeah, right about that, 125 and a half for the total, and it's still around seven with Texas Tech as the favorite here. Texas Tech was the number three seed. And you, 
you were talking was I think it was you were talking about Iowa State and how bad how their recent form was. They just got absolutely blow. They get beat by thirty yesterday. Yep, it was it was a bad one. It was a really bad game for Iowa State. Um, I'm looking at this one. It's kind of hard to get a, go against Oklahoma here. You have a Texas yeah. Tech team that's not great offensively. You have Oklahoma that's played really well defensively over their last four games. They held Oklahoma State to 62, West Virginia to 59. Uh, they had Kansas down until late, until Kansas started, Kansas State started hitting shots to late. And then yesterday against Baylor, I mean, they held Baylor to 13% from deep. They were fantastic defensively yesterday. And more importantly, they were red-hot shooting. I mean, we talked about Iowa, and obviously they didn't put up Iowa numbers, but you had Oklahoma that shot 11 of 21 from deep. They shot over 51% from the field against a very good defensive team. This is one I'm kind of just going to take a – excuse me, I'm going to take a flyer here. I'm going to take the seven points, and I'm going to dabble a little bit on that money line. Yeah, I think I'm leaning Oklahoma here with you too. We're talking about the thing with Texas Tech is – I don't like laying big numbers with them. They're just like from a pure, like very simple template. Once we get over like five, I don't like laying those numbers. Um, Biho, do you have any uh, opinion? You said you had plays in both of these games. Absolutely. Um, Leo, do you remember that call you made to me before you went on the show and they do, and you went through what you were going to pick and all that. And I told you in the big 12, there's a team I like that uh, you kind of just was like, yeah, no, they suck. Yeah, that was Texas Tech, um, and and I like them, and I still like them to have a shot at winning this tournament if Kansas I think so doesn't. Too. Um, I don't know that I love this seven and a half number, but I'm going to take it because I think they're that good. I, I think Oklahoma blew their load yesterday. They can't play any better than they did. Texas Tech played phenomenal, and, and I have no problem. I've got a future on Texas Tech and a future on uh, what num- Kansas what number- to win this. Awesome. What number do you have uh, on Texas Tech? What, what are we rooting for? I don't have it right in front of me, man. It's awesome. it's it's a nice one though. Absolutely, that's a good a good sniff for uh, Beho. So Beho's got Texas Tech on a future. He likes Texas Tech a little bit in that spot today. Me and Leo lean a little the opposite way, but I I think Texas Tech wins the game. I just think the number is a little bit too high. As uh, we now, move, what go ahead. what I'm hoping for is it's like a five, four, five point game in the last minute they cover from free throws. Yep, we have two more of the major conferences that we are going to discuss. Let's get to your conference, Beho, in the SEC. So the quarterfinals begin today as the top four teams in this conference all got uh, the double buys, so they were in through the uh, into the quarterfinals today. First game, Texas A and M. Auburn, so the number one seed in the SEC, Auburn, uh, round they were around a nine and a half, ten point favorite. This game was about one forty or so when uh, when it opened up last night. Auburn A and M, Beho. Yeah, uh, again, look, Texas A and M likes to muck it up, and <laughs> it's just hard to not take nine and a half points on teams that like to muck it up. I'm not in love with Auburn again. I think they win the game, but I don't know that they cover the nine and a half. So I'm taking A&M here and uh, taking the points, nine and a half. Let's get over to you, Leo, uh, the first of the four semifinal games today in the SEC. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning toward A&M here with the nine and a half. I agree with Beho. Um, you know, 
I looked at the over because you got to be crazy to bet an under in an A&M game. It's almost guaranteed to go over. You can kiss my ass. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding, everybody. For those of you that don't Dude, know. Do you know that, Gino, do you know the story there? Did you watch that game? <laughs> I, I think so, but explain you, it for the people who didn't. So yesterday on this show, because it was the noon game and because it was Florida uh, A&M, and AM loves to muck it up. I said, I'm going to take the under 134 and a half. They scored 16 points in the final minute of the to go, game. Go over. It, to go over. And it was over before they even went to overtime. Then I wish they went on 10 overtimes because that just pissed me off. <laughs> the best, the best was during that phone call where he's calling me and freaking out about Michigan. He's screaming about Michigan. He goes, you know what? It's okay as long as this game goes on there and it looks good. And I had checked the score and it just started the second half and both teams were lighting it up early in the second half. I go, oh, that one's in. I was like, oh, that one should be pretty tight. He goes, the fuck you mean? Are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> well, I was actually on with blackjack during the end of that game, like the last minute. And he looked at the live odds, and the live odds were down to like the over under was one twenty eight. Oh yeah. my gosh! And you got one or two coming back your way the next few days. Yeah, you, know, you got one or two <laughs> coming back your way. Um, uh, did you have a play here, Leo? In this one, leaning A and M plus a nine and a half. Honestly, I might dabble on that money line. That looks kind of sexy. Maybe I'll take AM first half money line just because they played so well yesterday. They should be confident. I mean, they've won five in a row and looked pretty decent doing so. Um, so, yeah, maybe one of those where I take AM in the first half on the money line and then take them plus the spread um, later on. LSU Arkansas is the second of these games. These two teams had a fun game a few weeks. Was it a week ago or so? And, uh, there was some questionable officiating in that game, um, Biho. Just some questionable officiating. We can we can leave it at that. Um, LSU is a team that we've sort of targeted a, a lot of the year as being overrated, overhyped, and I'm kind of like I'm kind of getting there with Arkansas too. Now Arkansas is better. I think they're better, and they have down the stretch in games with Note. I trust them a little bit more. But in, in this game, I wonder if LSU is going to be a little bit motivated because of how they lost when these two teams just played recently. I want to lean LSU at plus three. I haven't jumped in yet. Do you have an opinion in this one with LSU, Arkansas, Biho? Um, Of course. First off, I made a terrible, terrible mistake yesterday. Right after this line, this line went live, which was before the last two sessions uh, or two games. And, and I took Arkansas and laid the two points. But then I noticed how the SEC was officiating this conference tournament. And that's why I want to give them props. Because this help defender sliding over, taking charges, has not been called. They've been really calling a lot of blocks as opposed to charges in this tournament so far, we saw it a lot in that Vandy game last night. If you watch, like, I, I mean, if the officials officiate that way, it takes an Arkansas advantage away in, from Arkansas. Big trouble. Think they're in big trouble. LSU A is super pissed about how that game ended, and yeah. they have every right to be. I think they are going to come out with an absolute 
chip on their shoulder. So I went back this morning and I fired on the money line, LSU. Uh, Leo, uh, any play LSU, Arkansas, they were the four and the five seeds in the SEC tournament. Yeah, no need to really get fancy on this one for me. I mean, you watch that last game and you realize these two teams are incredibly evenly matched. 50-50 matchups. I'm always rolling with the dog on the money line, and you can get LSU right now plus 140. I yeah. think Arkansas is the better team. I think Arkansas is the team that has a much better chance next week. But for this specific matchup, I like LSU here on the money line just because, again, 50-50 matchup. And, again, they've got one under their belt. Arkansas doesn't. Note is a known three-point shooter. If his sights aren't dialed in early, this thing, could, they could get way behind like they did against Tennessee. And then they – They've been in all of the close games. They've gotten the advantages. They've been behind or tied at halftime over and over and over again. And if you put yourself in that position, it's hard to sustain it over and over and over. There's just going to be one time where it's like, oh, the comeback doesn't happen or the balls don't bounce your way or the other team plays so well that it doesn't matter. So, you, you know, you have to come out a little bit better. And I think this LSU team is going to be motivated to start the game. Yeah, and and like we talked about Duke earlier, you know, they came off that North Carolina loss and still laid a bit of a clunker in their first, you know, time. Arkansas has been on an absolute roll and just got, I mean, look, I know the final score looked a lot closer than it was, but Tennessee just dick slapped them, okay? Yeah. Like, it is what it is. So let's see. Let's see how they react. They may not know how to react to a loss. Who knows? Two more games in the SEC today. The uh, the third of those four games in the quarterfinals. Mississippi State at Tennessee. Leo uh, in this game now. Tennessee is up to an eight point favorite over under one thirty point five. Anything with uh, Mississippi State Tennessee. There's one play for me here, and it's got to be Tennessee. I know Tennessee hasn't been great away from home. But uh, they were able to beat up Mississippi State last time they played, and it was in Mississippi State. Eight points is not a whole lot here. Uh, I think Tennessee is getting hot at the right time. I mean, they've won nine of their last ten. Their only loss was to Arkansas in that brutal game. Um, I think Tennessee is getting hot at the right time. Tennessee wins today, loses tomorrow. Yeah, the eight remaining SEC teams – Mississippi State was the one that I thought had the most difficult time getting a victory. Even Vandy, who plays Kentucky, Vandy's actually playing well and competent. I'm not saying they're going to beat Kentucky, but I think they have a possibility of being feistier in that game from a matchup standpoint, maybe, more than Mississippi-Tennessee. That's at least my opinion, but how about you, Beho? Any thoughts on this Mississippi State-Tennessee game? Yeah, uh, I, I think... You know, when you look at all these teams left in this tournament, I think Mississippi State is the black sheep that doesn't belong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ten- Tennessee is far head and shoulders above this team. Um, I don't think they have any problem covering seven. As Leo said, they've, they've been on a roll lately. Ever since they really got smacked around at Kentucky by Kentucky Erupt, like they've kind of dialed it back in and, and got things going. I look for them to, to roll pretty easily today. So, Biho, while we're talking uh, with you, let's discuss that final of the quarterfinal matchups today. That's going to be later on this evening after the uh, Mississippi State-Tennessee game goes at 6 o'clock Eastern time. Vandy, Kentucky will be following that one. Kentucky, round a double-digit point favorite here. I'm seeing around 10.5, 11 total in this game, 143. So, Kentucky, the number three seed in the SEC. Now, what do you think about their chances to win the tournament? And then tell us a little bit about the number here. Okay. First and foremost, I want to talk about Vandy for a minute. 
because I don't think Vandy and Jerry Stackhouse has gotten enough credit for what he's done with them this year. Um, obviously, they are very restricted on who they can recruit for to just get into Vandy. It, it's a hard school. They don't just let athletes walk through the door there. Um, what they've done this year is incredible. I mean, I think they've won the most games they have since Stallings was there. You know, I mean, they're really on the right track. The problem is, and this is my hot, this is going to be my, my hot take, if you will, about Vanderbilt. First and foremost, Jerry Stackhouse will not be their coach next year. I feel like he is going to find a better place. And part of the reason of that is because I don't think Scotty Pippen Jr. is going to be there next year. But I don't think Scotty Pippen Jr. is going to be in the NBA. I think Scotty Pippen Jr. is going to be a Wildcat next year. Look at this. Just saying. Just Beho, saying. Breaking a little I, news. Get, there's there's a, a little bit of smoke around that's kind of already been decided that he's going to come play his final year to try to because, I mean, let's be honest. Scotty Pippen Jr. is an outstanding college player right now, right? Go look, oh, at, yeah. go, look at, go look at NBA mock drafts. Where is he? Nowhere. What's Not Cal going to do? Getting the Come opportunity that he Come might. Over. Over Come on there. over. Be my two guard. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, guys, don't be shocked. You heard it here first. All right, so far as this game goes. Um well, yes, Kentucky, I think, is going to win the tournament. Secondly, this game here, what that line I see on Nitro doing is exactly what I want it to do. That 11.5 number is kind of like right at the limit on what yeah. I would take Kentucky at. I think Kentucky will dominate Vandy today. This is their third game in three days now. It It's going to... It's going to weigh on them in the second half. That's the key, it, right? I think yeah. and that's the number. So anything that you can get the best part of the number on, which side you're on, right? If you're and, on the Vandy side, try to get as much. If you can get that 11 and a half, as much of it as you can get. Because I do think I wouldn't be shocked to see Vandy play well in the first half or early if they're, yeah. you know, but then they just get worn down. It, Kentucky well, is just too much for them. And let's be honest. Oscar Shibway, SEC player of the year. Um, their center... If you watch that game, at the end of that game, he can barely run up and down the court. Oscar Shibway is going to maul him. A fresh Oscar Shibway, he he may look. If if you can find player props on Oscar Shibway, take the over in all of them because he is going to have an absolute dominant game. I honestly think Kentucky probably wins this in the fifteen to twenty range, depending on how how good Kentucky is in the first half. Because uh, if they come out and just lights out, bang it out of the gate, Vandy may never be in this game. This may be a 20-point game. But if Vandy comes out and keeps it somewhat close in the first half, I see this thing getting out to, you know, anywhere from the 10 to 15 range. Leo, any play in this Kentucky-Vandy game? Slight lean toward Vandy here. I think the 10.5, I think that's right on the number. I think it's right where it needs to be. Slightest of leans. I want to take Vandy in the first half because I kind of agree with Beho. Third game, three days. We know what happens. Shots are going to be short. They're going to be some tired legs. You got the center for Vandy, who I mean, I watched that time. I watched that game last time they played. You're right, Beho. He was exhausted, and I don't think there's a bigger Oscar Sheboy fan than me. That dude is just like he's not overly athletic. He's just so 
freaking dominant, dude. He's so strong. Like, I love watching that dude rebound. Uh, I'm looking at this one, though. I, again, slight lean here toward Vandy. Um, oh, where I was going with the first half thing is that. Don't do that. I'm not going to take Vandy in the first half solely because the last couple times that they played, Kentucky was actually up by double digits, and Vandy came back on them. Uh, so, I mean, slightly lean toward Vandy. Should probably just stay away from this unless you're having yeah. a good day. And, and another thing you point out too, like the Vandy play, I had Vandy yesterday on the show because I, you know, it was again, it was their second game in two days against a team who hadn't played. And I thought that our, Alabama could come out cold because they're a three point shooting team. And it went kind of the opposite of that. Vandy's the one that dominated the second half. They were yeah. down in the first half. So that kind of took me by surprise a little bit. But if they come out of the gates that slow against Kentucky, this is going to be a long night for them. We close things out in the Pac-12. We head out west. And uh, the first of the two Pac-12 semifinals is Arizona-Colorado. Colorado just beat Arizona a couple weeks back. At Colorado, Arizona is a 10-point favorite in this game over under 149. Arizona survived a scare yesterday, Leo, against Stanford. They had to come back in that game late, but they did get the job done. And Colorado's playing pretty well. They've uh, they've been a hot team over the last few weeks. Any play in this one, Arizona-Colorado? So, yeah, when we were doing the conference tournament breakdowns with Nadu, Nadu is not high on Arizona this year. I have been very high on Arizona. I think they're the best team in the country. Um, so I kind of had to go back and rethink things, and I've come to a conclusion about that Stanford game. Stanford's just a bad matchup for him because this happened a couple weeks ago against Stanford too, where, I mean, mm -hmm. that was a two-point game, I think, with seven minutes left. So it could Stanford's just be weird. They beat USC twice this year. They're not like consistently good, but they can play. Like, they have peaks and they're valleys, nuisance. right? Like they are, they're capable of being competitive. That's sort of what the Pac-12 is, which is funny this year. Like Oregon, Colorado, Stanford, Washington State. Those are comp like competent teams. They were just wildly inconsistent throughout the yeah. year. Like their A games are good. They're just, their C games are just really bad. And they played those C games way too often. Yeah, and then you have Colorado that should be confident. They got a good win yesterday. Uh, they should be confident because they beat Arizona last time they played. Colorado just caught fire in the second half. I mean, they couldn't miss. You had Arizona that shot 5 of 18 from 3. Uh, they shot less than 40% from the field in that game. That's not going to happen again. I think this line is actually deflated because of what happened yesterday. And because Colorado beat them last time, I think Arizona is going to win this one by 15. I think they cover Eho, Arizona, likely a number one seed right now uh, in the NCAA tournament next week. Are they going to get through this Pac-12 tournament? Are they going to make it to the Pac-12 uh, final by beating Colorado? So I, I want to uh, just double-check one more thing. Yeah, okay. So something you all haven't mentioned. You know Kirk Kreese is out. Out. Right? Out. Yeah. Okay. Why is so, this number? That's too high. It is. I'm all over Colorado here. They just beat Although, Same thing again with the dogs that just beat these teams familiarity and stuff. Like if Colorado doesn't win or cover great, but that number just feels too high with, like you said, you're missing a key, key acquisition, a key player that they have no reason to try to rush back because they're worried about next week for him. They want to make sure that, that they can get as healthy as possible for next week. Dude, he was in a boot in a wheelchair. He wasn't even on crutches. I know. 
Like uh, it doesn't look too promising. No. Now, now here's hot take number two. (laughs) And look, I'm like Leo. I've been on Arizona this whole year. Like I thought they've been outstanding. I, I think they've they've been just incredible. But again, Gino, like we talked about yesterday. I feel like they've kind of flattened out. Like they yep. these last few weeks, they well, they bl- it's like they blew their wad in that game against USC. You know, like yeah. they shot so well. I'm not saying that like they got up for that game, but it was like they they that was like one of the best versions of the games they can play. And since then, they haven't gotten back to that level. And so I, I said I was going to take Colorado here, and I'm going to backtrack on that a little bit because I I want to see I want to see if my hot take is actually true. And that hot take is Arizona is a better team without Kirk Creaser. I don't think he's good at all. I think if you put pressure on him, he is nothing more than an average point guard. And I think that team is going to play better without him. So a watch for Beho as we get over to the final game that we're going to discuss today. So, Gino, right if you don't on. mind me cutting you off real quick, oh, just, just to recap, take, recap Beho's take here. He he likes Colorado to cover. Well, he well Arizona I, is the I best team in the country. I, 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 I backed off, I backed off he, the Colorado. He, he was, better without the point the, guard, but he, he liked Colorado to cover. It was the inner I, monologue. It was like I, what all of us gamblers do before we play a game, right? You kind of you talk this way, and then what happens the other way, and then we'll you see, go back that way, and where do you settle? And, and, and that's my bad. So let me make this very clear, because what, what had happened was – I was going to just watch this game. And then Gino's like, yeah, the number's too high. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm on Colorado. And as soon as I said it, I'm like, but I'm not on Colorado. So I better clarify you know that. You need, Hold on. You know what you need? You're the one that always breaks out the props. I have a prop today. You need a decision coin, my friend. Okay? Oh, there we go. Oh, there God. we go. That's what you need. Whenever you can't make a decision, you need to go buy yourself a decision coin. And this is especially useful when you and the wife, you can't figure out where you want to eat. You break out the decision coin. One side has your name. The other one has her name. You flip the coin. You need one of those for this game, buddy. Let's we'll flip it. Flip it, Leo. Let's see it. what happens. How about Arizona, you say Colorado. You ready? How about Wait, wait. What was it? Heads is Colorado because Buffaloes have heads. We, yes. We, we have two names here, Gino. Okay. okay, Leo is Arizona, Jay is Colorado. All right, you ready? Here we go. Yep. I can't see. It's Jay. All right, Colorado. I guess we got to bet Colorado. The decision the point is spoken. Taking those buffs. Okay, one more game, fellas. I got to get out of here in just a few minutes. We got to get quickly yeah. through uh, my Trojans. Fight on. And uh, the Trojans, they, they had 24 turnovers last night, and they won the game. 24 turnovers in a game that they had no business winning. And that's why I think it's a great spot for them today because they should not have won that game yesterday. They played really poorly and they've matched up very well against UCLA over the last couple of years. Andy Anfield is five and one against Cronin. They even covered in the game that they lost just uh, last week. Beho. We're fighting on today, aren't we, Beho? Fighting on, baby. I stayed up for almost that entire game for you, Gino, just trying Thank to you. pull them in. I didn't Thank think you. it was going to happen. They were playing terrible. Today, they rebound. Let's go. Fight on, USC, suck it, UCLA, and fat, bald guy racing's brother. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with all of that. Leo, um, are on, we on baby. the right Fight side on. today? 
Beat them five of the last six. Let's make it six of the last seven. Give me USC plus the points and on the money line, baby. Yeah, that seems just, a, again, like I'm a Trojan fan. I, I, I like SC. It just seems a couple points too high for, for all of their recent success. Like that seemed like it should be maybe like three or four. And, and now we're up around six. So fight on Trojans. Fight on Trojans. going to be one of the late night tip-offs tonight for everyone who's going to be hanging out, watching basketball all day long. Good luck. And don't forget, we will be back again with you tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time for Cutting Nets. Let's get a win today for Kentucky. Let's get a win today for the Trojans. And Leo's wants, wants wins for his money. He even feels good. Feels like he won with BC because they played so well. It feels like he won uh, already. Uh, good luck, like Leo. Charity case, Gino. Thanks. I know. Buddy. I know. I was trying. I was trying. It was. I was begging there though. <laughs> Kate's my ninety. Good luck, Vio. Good luck, Leo. And good luck, Alvar. Everyone out there, come hang out with us again tomorrow morning for cutting nets at ten a.m. Eastern time. <laughs>